Good morning and welcome to The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. Today we're talking about optimism and this fact that optimism is not a soft skill. So I'll open with the definition, the dictionary's definition of optimism, which is hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. So again, it's hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. And it's also the second belief or the second uh, definition under philosophy is the belief that good must ultimately prevail over evil in the universe. And so, um, so this idea of optimism. And today, I'm going to talk to you about two pieces of that I think combine to make up optimism. One is uh, happiness, and the other is hope. And so, it's this kind of hopeful happiness. Um, out there. And when I talk about happiness, I'm going to use uh, Sonia Lubomirsky's uh, definition, which is experiencing positive emotions frequently and a sense that one's life is good. Uh, and then hope, this uh, belief that the world can be better than it is or the future can be better than it is. So, um, so when we're thinking about why hope, or excuse me, why optimism is important and why it is not a soft skill, um, is that right now the world is complex and messy and it's uncertain and it's constantly changing and it's changing at a rapid pace. So things are moving and shaking, technology's developing, I mean, almost at this neck breaking pace. And so um, in the past, we have been able to see a challenge, see an opportunity and say, okay, let's look to our past and let's see how we solved this kind of problem before. And then we can use that model to move forward safely. Well, now they're the seven most dangerous words in business as, you know, as being spread on the internet is this idea that the way we've always done it. Right? This idea that, that it's actually dangerous to be in that mindset of the way we've always done it. So you think about the world being complex and messy and fast-paced and changing, and our tool bag having the, um, the rear view mirror in it to be able to look back and see what we've done to successfully navigate those conditions in the past, and then align that with that, that tool is now potentially one of the most dangerous things in business, is this idea of doing it the way you've always done it. So that puts people in a place to figure out a new way, which essentially means that leaders today are pioneers, and they're going forward to solve problems and to tackle opportunities without an operations manual. And this can be a little bit unsettling. So in order to do that, we have to have the confidence that the future will be successful and that it can be better than it is. So this idea that the confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something, just that, that things could be better than they are. So that's an important piece as you are navigating and as you are thinking about what do I need to be building for the future. Now, you might ask yourself, like, can happiness and hope, aka optimism, be learned? And there are some scientists out there, some researchers out there who say, yes, yes, it can. And one of them is uh, Shane Lopez. Uh, he studied hope theory, and he talks about um, the idea that people who have hope 
believe that the future will be better than the present, and they believe that they have the, the power to make it so. And then he talks about being able to um, increase their sense of hope if they don't see. So if you're somebody who doesn't see a positive future, maybe you're a realist, uh, maybe you are you know, one of these people who um, is more of a nervous pessimist than a, um, a hopeful optimist, and you, you call yourself a realist or you think about things that way, um, but being in that space can make you actually a little bit slower and at risk for being left behind. So how can you start thinking about a more positive future if you don't now? And one approach that he suggests is what he, this acronym that he calls GPA. And it's about, um, it's a goal setting acronym or it's a, it's a way of operating where um, he talks about this idea of future orientation relying on three kinds of thinking, goal thinking, pathways thinking, and agency thinking. And in his hope theory, he capitalizes on all three. And he specifically talks about goals and goal thinking as um, something that we all do fairly well, but he thinks we could do it a little bit better. And he talks about refining goals to make them more attainable and more approachable. So one of the things you can do to build your ability to um, see a more positive future is to get more refined goals, get more specific. Now you may be in a situation where the goals are being handed down to you from upper management or leadership. And in which case I would say, ask for specific refinement, ask for understanding. If you get a mushy goal that's out there, like we want to change customer service for the better, that's not specific enough. You know, what would make that more specific? So you'll need to push back and ask for more clarification, or you'll need to offer a few ideas and say, are we on the right track here so that you can refine those? So that's the goals thinking. The second piece of the GPA acronym is this pathways thinking. And this is the um, perceived ability to create pathways or strategies to get from point A, where you are now, to point B, which is goal attainment. And when you think about pathways thinking, you want to think about what are different ways that I could get to the goal. So if the goal is to get to New York by Friday, you could say, okay, well, I could take a train, I could fly an airplane, or I could um, drive a car. Now, you might have to drive all night for four straight days in a row to get across country. I've never done it. I don't know exactly how long it takes. Um, but those are different ways you could get there. So if the airport shut down, you would have two other ways to get there. So that's pathways thinking. It's really what are multiple pathways to get to the end state versus steps in one pathway. And then the final piece of this acronym for creating more optimism and hopeful thinking is agency thinking. And this is the self-efficacy and the mental energy to work and pursue your identified goals along your selected pathways. And it's this idea that you believe that you can actually achieve your goal. So when you're thinking about from this agency thinking, it's the belief that you can achieve your goals. So um, making sure if you don't believe that you can achieve your goals, then oftentimes uh, you won't be able to get there. And, um, and you'll find that also resonated in Locke's goal setting theory. So, um, so when you think about this idea of the pathways and the agency thinking, he talks about how they work in tandem and they reverberate in such a way that you have more of both and it's easier that way to pursue and attain your goals. So when you think here are different um, 
perceived ways to get from point A to point B, and then I have the self-efficacy and the mental energy to work and pursue these goals along the selected pathways, that they work together to improve your ability to see a more positive future and to attain your goals. So he makes the case that hope is teachable and it is possible to teach people to people to become more hopeful. Now, the other thing that's interesting about Lopez's work is that he studied uh, leaders and he studied what um, four qualities that people wanted from their leaders. And they wanted their leadership, their leaders to demonstrate compassion, stability, trust, and hope. So hope is in there as one of the top four things that people want um, from their leaders right now during this new kind of fast and furious um, world that we're living in. Now, the other half, half of this optimism is this idea of happiness or this idea that um, your life is good and you're experiencing positive emotions frequently. So this hope for the future, this belief that the future can be better than it is, and, you know, tied into this idea of optimism and this, and this happiness. And here's the thing from Sonia Lubomirsky's work is that happy people, what she has found out, are more productive at work and more creative. So when you think about trying to solve problems quickly and innovatively, you want somebody who is happy because they're more productive and they're more creative, so they can come up with solutions more quickly. You also want to um, know that people who are happy make more money and have superior jobs. So it's worth leaning into this optimism and learning it in terms of having it um, be a little bit more than just a soft skill and a nice to have, but really a hard edge of leadership and, uh, and moving forward towards your own personal growth as well as your companies. Um, they're also better leaders and are better negotiators. People with happy, um, that are happier are more likely to marry and have fulfilling marriages, less likely to divorce. So talk about believing the future can be better. Um, they also have more friends and more social support, and they have increased better immune systems, uh, and they live longer. So you'll have people who are more creative, more productive at work, who are getting sick less because they have a stronger immune system, and they're more resilient. So this idea that you can be optimistic, you can be forward-thinking, and blending in both the positivity and those positive emotions, that feeling of happiness, um, a belief that life is good, along with this hope theory by Shane Lopez, this idea that um, really hope can be taught and it's possible to teach people to be more hopeful and being able to um, think about using those um, that GPA acronym will help you get closer to the goals that you want. So as you are thinking about what skills you want to develop as a leader, I would suggest that you put optimism on the top of your chart. And the reason why is because as the future continues to get crazy and busy and complex and messy, and you are being asked by your organizations to drive solutions for these challenges that have never had solutions created for them before, that optimism is going to make you more effective. It's going to help you find the right solution, and you'll probably feel better along the way than if you were a nervous pessimist. So optimism, it is not a soft skill and building it will help you become more resilient and more productive. This is Alexis Robin with Peelink Coaching Center for Excellence. For more on what we do uh, at the Peelink Coaching Center, which is the positivity link between leadership and positivity, is check us out on the web, 
plinkcoachingcenter.com. Go to the library, tons of free resources. Check out the recordings of The Bright Side, some of our shareables to increase the optimism in your organization today. Thanks for tuning in. Again, check us out at plinkcoachingcenterforexcellence.com, and we will uh, see you next week. And I just realized I gave you the wrong... uh, their wrong web address. It's plinkcoachingcenter.com. Drop the for excellence. That's just in the name. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next week, same time, same place on KTHO Radio 96.1 FM and 590 AM.